Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us in the Soul Talks podcast. We talked to so many of you at recent conferences that we were at. It's been so fun to hear your reactions to our new book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, Growing Emotionally and Spiritually Through the Enneagram. We're hearing from so many people on how they're appreciating the book, and of course that's encouraging for us as authors, Christy. Very encouraging and exciting because we prayed, and it was an act of love. I was really wanting to serve Jesus and you, sharing the things God's taught us that have been very helpful to us. And so it's a joy for us to start to see some of the fruit of that and hear that. And thank you to those of you who have gone online and written Amazon reviews, Goodreads reviews, reviews wherever you've gotten the book. Really, really helpful. We really appreciate that. And for just sharing the results, Bill, I, I was so excited today. I talked with a friend who's reading the book and really appreciating it. And her teenage daughter noticed this and actually started picking up the book on her own time and reading it herself. And then finally went to her mom and said, Mom, I want my own copy of this and started reading it. And I was so excited to hear that. And as she talked about her daughter beginning to identify that she might be an Enneagram 5, which is what we're talking about today, it was so fun for me and it brought back memories for me, Bill, of some redemption in my life as a teen, a very hard time in my life, a move that had happened, a lot of loss, and my parents befriended a psychologist who ended up mentoring us, Dr. Dave Stoop, who introduced them to the Myers-Briggs back at that time. And I saw my parents reading the book, Please Understand Me, and I asked for my own copy and I started reading Mm -hmm. it, and Mm -hmm. it was so helpful to me in feeling validated for some of my own emotional experiences, some of the ways I was so different in my family, and to see my family for the first time begin to understand me and accept me was a great grace. My dad was an Enneagram Five, and so I have a, a special relationship to Fives because of that. So powerful when in your relationships, uh, it could be with your spouse, your kids, as you're illustrating, Christy, uh, could be your friends, uh, the people you work with, but uh, you are listening when you have a language for personality, for experiences, conflicts, needs, feelings, uh, stress points, emotions, and so forth. Uh, it can be really helpful. And this was a game changer for you and your family, Christy, really changing the relationships. Really a big game changer because you think about my mom and my dad were both head types and both my sisters were head types. Well, my mom was a gut type, actually, but I was the only heart type in the family. And understanding that has been really helpful to me and understanding why I felt so um, alone in that and so so much increased shame for that. Well, today we are talking about Bible study is an act of love, Enneagram 5, Soul Care. Uh, this is based on our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, also the secondary book, Your Enneagram Map and our video course, Enneagram and Emotions. You can learn about all these resources at soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram. Uh, You're probably noticing as you're listening to me that I've got a frog in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, mute, had laryngitis for three days. I'm just coming out of that cave. 
uh, got sick at, when we were at these conferences and uh, greeted so many people. And so I, I was down for the count. And Christy, uh, there were a couple of days where you had to teach without me. You f- uh, flew solo. And uh, I was holed up in the hotel room praying for you and for everybody. And I knew you'd do a great job. But I really missed uh, speaking with you. Uh, you. Christy and I, when we speak together, we call that pair skating because we love to uh, interact with each other as we interact with you in the audience. And Christy, it's been so fun that we're getting to speak on the book now and go, go to churches and, and these conferences and people are interested to get a different view on the Enneagram that takes a deep dive into the emotions and understanding our personality and our relationships and a lot of psychology with our defense mechanisms and the emotional alarm and and, and of course the spiritual formation stuff with the spiritual discipline, soul care practice, it's helpful. and, and But most of all, becoming like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And today we're gonna to be talking about the uh, soul care practice of Bible study which is so uh, typical and uh, right up the alley for fives, but not just Bible study, period. We are talking about Bible study as worship. And this is something that Dallas Willard taught in The Divine Conspiracy, and this is exactly what fives need. Uh, and we want to uh, bring the cookies down to the lower shelf for the fives and say, look, you can be more emotionally alive and engaging, and maybe you can even get there through Bible study if you learn to do Bible study as an act of worship. Well, it's so important because the strength of the fives is, of course, they are deep thinkers. They're good thinkers. They have great ideas. Their ideas are very important to them. And so Bible study and using their head to engage with God is something very accessible to them. But if they don't engage their heart and really come to respond to God and all of his glory and his goodness, and they just get stuck more in the analyzing it can actually keep them from growing in their intimacy with Jesus. You know, Christy, it never ceases to amaze me how much fives learn from you. It would, you'd think that fives would learn from me because I'm a thinker and I'm a researcher and I make sure our, our last two books, Journey of the Soul and Now Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, there's like 300 endnotes in there. It's like, I, wanna, I want these fives to know that we've done like a lot of research here <laughs> and we got yeah. this whole shelf of these Enneagram books and we've read these and gone through these and we're distilling the best of the best for you. And then of course, we're like I said, we want to bring the cookies down to the lower shelf in Soul Shepherding. So we got stories, we got engagement, conversation, practical tools. We want to, you know, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. We don't want to just fill it up with principles and ideas and facts which is sort of my strength. So I would think fives would learn from me, but they learn more from you. So what's up with that? I think it's because on some level, I'm a wounded healer in that area. There was so much about my dad and I that we didn't understand about each other. And so much there where we really missed ability to enjoy, respect, and appreciate each other that God has grown in me since my dad's passing. And while it's been sad for me that I didn't have that, more of that, I had some of that during his life as we were both growing, but uh, it's been a real comfort for me the way God has brought me a lot of wonderful Enneagram fives that I have grown to deeply love and respect and who have really trusted me and been vulnerable with me. And to see the way God has used my understanding and empathy for a five to be healing for them has just been a surprising joy. 
And so I have deep love and respect now for fives. And actually some of the best compliments we've gotten are from some of our beloved fives who contacted us about the book and they're so appreciating it. And they're saying, and this is from a five. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got one right here, actually. This is an Amazon review and just, hey, shout out and thanks to all of you who have mm-hmm. gone on Amazon or wherever you buy your books and done a review on Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, or even just a star rating. It makes a big difference. People take notice when a book has more star ratings and helps people find soul shepherding. So this is Brian, uh, Enneagram 5. Uh, he says, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith stakes rare ground in the landscape of Enneagram literature. It's accessible, powerful, and transformative. Through the pathways of emotional honesty, empathetic understanding, and strong biblical grounding, this book is essential for disciples of Christ wanting practical steps toward flourishing. Might as well buy a big stack of these books because you'll want to hand them out to friends who are stuck but want to grow their faith. Thank you so much, Brian and Katie. Really appreciate both of you. Thanks for that review. And what a healthy five there. Did you hear the generativity there? Did you hear the acknowledgement and appreciation for emotional health? Did you hear just the the, the great job he did with communicating ideas succinctly and effectively mm-hmm. there? He's he's appreciating, he's wanting to learn, he's wanting to invest in other people's learning. I mean, so much healthy five just right mm-hmm. there right. Um, that Brian is, that you can see in his He speaks review. about biblical grounding, mm-hmm. but he doesn't stop there with the the, the head stuff. No. The, the deep thinking, that the deep thinking and focus is there, and we love that about fives. They're, they're students and learners, but he's got the focus on emotional honesty and empathetic understanding and We've really seen Brian grow even deeper in that in his, Brian and Katie, in their years in the Soul Shepherding Institute retreats and spiritual direct, the spiritual direction training program as well. Yeah, one of the things I've appreciated so much about Brian and also the other fives that go through our Soul Shepherding Institute is they, they sit back, they learn, they listen, they're thinking, they're engaging deeply, and then they ask the most incredible questions mm-hmm. that challenge me and draw me out and but they're so good and I'm always so thankful for their presence and their questions that that are really drawing out things that need to be drawn out because they're observing it all and they're recognizing that and they they ask we're going to healthy eight with courage to lead and come out of hiding and ask the question and it's it serves the community beautifully you know I used to feel so uncomfortable around fives and I just felt like, uh, wow, they're just um, kind of um, observing and independent and thinking, and I don't know what they're thinking, and they're looking at me and it seems kind of blank. And uh, I think that it's easy to project onto a five. Oh, it's very and feel easy. insecure or anxious mm-hmm. or inadequate or something's wrong with me or I'm not smart enough or just to feel that that distance, that awkwardness. And uh, and I came to realize that you know inside of every uh, strong-headed, intelligent five is a is a little boy or a little girl, yeah. uh, and they have uh, insecurity and they have a sense of awkwardness and they're struggling with some anxiety and they they want to be warm and friendly mm-hmm. they want to be engaged, yeah. um, but they've like all of us in our personality types we've learned a way of coping it's mostly unconscious to us and we we get trapped in that mm-hmm. uh, but what a beautiful thing it is to behold when a five 
wakes up to the emotional life, to intimacy with people and with God. And we see this in the movie Shadowlands, the story of C.S. Lewis in Enneagram 5. And I just wept uh, first, mm-hmm. like three times I watched that movie because I so related. It's like, well, that's me. I'm not Enneagram 5 and Enneagram 1, but I'm a thinker. Mm-hmm. And I related to the being in your head and, and the awkwardness and living by principles and yeah. and difficulty with feelings and relationships. And I mean, when I was in college, I didn't even know what a feeling was. <laughs> and my psychology professor that I met with says, well, how are you feeling? And I was like looking over my shoulder, who are you talking to? And so I learned the language of feelings and thank God, or I never mm-hmm. would have been able to relate with you, Christy. That's right. <laughs> I'm so thankful. You're very sensitive, wonderfully sensitive and deeply emotional and have helped me so much uh, as well as just my own years in psychology, talking with spiritual directors and so forth, Become aware of my emotions and learn the language of feelings. What a difference it makes. But when we see this in fives, it's an incredible thing to behold. And so I want to get back to like your ministry to fives. Like when you teach in our Soul Shepherding Institute and when we team teach, I think part of it is they see our relationship and they see the dynamics of me, obviously more like a thinker and mm-hmm. focused and giving all these principles and all, all this and analyzing things and studying things and explaining things and wanting to get it all right and all that. And then, then you bring in like a color commentator, all the, all the, the relationality and the spontaneity and the feelings and the depth and, and bring it into stories and examples. And, uh, the fives really warm up and wake up to this. Well, it's been a surprise to me and it's been great. And I think that empathy piece what helped me, because I was very awkward around my dad, very intimidated, never knew what he was thinking, never felt very insecure around him. He was very withdrawn from me, and I didn't feel engaged. I didn't know how to engage him. He didn't. He wasn't responsive to me. So I would project onto other fives, rejection, actually, and feel very insecure. You would project rejection. I would project that they were rejecting me. Mm-hmm. And I, it, so it was such a helpful thing when I learned the Enneagram and I recognized that, no, they're withdrawing in fear and anxiety. It's, it's not a rejection of me. And then when I got free of taking that personally mm-hmm. and I could feel empathy for them and when I learned that they needed to conserve their energy and that was another reason why they would withdraw, another reason why they wouldn't engage emotionally, that helped me to have empathy and understanding instead of just feel like they were insensitive um, so these kinds of things of understanding their world and seeing life through the perspective of a five helped me to grow so much in feeling secure around them instead of insecure and avoiding them and then learning how to love them and mm. understand them. And I also, as a therapist, was really blessed with the opportunity to be able to spend hours who, with, a, with an Enneagram five male who invited me into his world mm-hmm. and was courageous and authentic to be emotionally honest with me and also to share his ideas with me. There were times he didn't share any emotion. He shared lots and lots and lots of ideas. But when I was able to help him identify an emotion or he was able to get in touch with emotion and see the freedom that that brought him and to be a wounded healer in that way in his life, uh, it was beautiful to see the work that of the spirit that God was doing with him as he engaged this way and to get to be a part of it, get to be a vessel that God took off the shelf to use in that way. Also just really increased my love and respect for fives. Mm -hmm. Well, the way you listened to and cared for this Enneagram five is of course the way Jesus cares for us. Um, Jesus is the smartest person in the universe Mm -hmm. in all of history. 
and he shows us the intelligence and clear, concise thinking of an Enneagram 5, the studiousness, the, the depth of, of thinking and, and living and uh, teaching the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, there's so many examples. Like, you can just see this fiveness in Jesus where he's able to just lay out truth without an agenda, mm-hmm. not trying to manipulate anybody. Very healthy fives are very relaxed. They, they've come to the place of having a quiet mind. Very difficult for the head types on the Enneagram. They have a busy brain, but uh, healthy head types come into the space of peace and, and centeredness and that quiet mind. And so we clearly see that in Jesus, the perfect human being and the perfect Enneagram 5. Uh, the, uh, if you've been following this series of podcasts, Jesus is the perfection of all the Enneagram types. And that, that's one of the wonderful things about healthy feelings, thriving faith is that we just bring that right out to you with all the types. We show you Jesus in that type. And so I love that about Jesus. And I love the way that you're, the way that you listened to this five, the way that you cared for him. It's the way Jesus listens to us. Cause it's not just that he brings the intellectual focused uh, thinking depth substance of a five, but it's also the, the tender heart that's there, mm-hmm. the warmth that's there. And fives really need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all need that, but fives in a special way need that because they get lost in their head. We call that uh, the emotional alarm in our book. That's their wake-up call. It's like when they're getting lost in their head. And so for me, like in Bible study, like t- today I did Bible study, uh, was spending some time in uh, Matthew chapter five and and read that, and it was inspired by some reading uh, I've been doing in Oswald Chambers, my most first highest, another thinker, Enneagram one like me, by the way. And so learning from Oswald Chambers and and then some of the ways that he's uh, reading the Sermon on the Mount, I was doing a lot of thinking and a lot of studying. Uh, and so then I started doing some writing. Uh, and then I, I sent uh, a text message actually to you, Christy, from a verse I read in the scripture as a way to, that I thought would encourage you because it spoke to something you shared with me last night that you were really hurting about. And so as I did that, engaged my heart and I felt for you and I prayed for you. Uh, and I thought about God's great compassion uh, for us. And uh, I was warming up. God was warming up my heart to not just be in my head here. Uh, and uh, we haven't yet had a chance, but I look forward to sharing with you more about my experience because that's the other thing that I do to help me not just get lost in my head when I'm doing Bible study and to let that engage me in worshiping the Lord is, is I process um, with people about my, my experience and processing on Jesus and I just praise Jesus and the wonderful teacher that he is. Sermon on the Mount, I like to say, is the, the greatest sermon ever told. It's Jesus' greatest teaching and so to sit in that and realize that, yes, Jesus is inviting me into his kingdom, the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. into a life. And I, 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 it's good that I want to learn and study, but I don't have to figure it all out. I, I can pause and smile and breathe that God's teaching me some things and, and be thankful that I'm alive with Jesus and with people like you and, and that if I talk to you, and I'm not finding my emotions very well, you'll help me. <laughs> you'll ask me what I'm feeling. Well, thank you for that, and thank you for sending me the fruit of your Bible study. I, I felt so loved and appreciative and for your prayers. It was on a, an issue got triggered for me last night where I was I was really hurt by somebody, and I needed to do some 
forgiveness work from somebody that had really hurt me. And so I appreciated your love and empathy and prayers and also the ideas that you that you're thinking you're sharing on it. it's always so helpful and that is one of the things I so appreciate about the fives is I learn a lot from fives mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for that because as a heart type I the, the head's my weakest I don't have a line to the head I have a line to another heart type the four and I have a line to the eight a gut type but I don't have a line to a head type, and so I. That's benefit. your enneagram map as a two. Mm-hmm. As a two, mm-hmm. so I benefit a lot from the thinking and the learning of the head types that are so gifted with ideas. And I mean, while you're not a head type, you're a deep thinker and researcher, like the fives. Fives are deep researchers, and so I I benefit a lot from the fives that I know, the research, the thinking, the ideas, and then also from the part of you that has a lot of that ability so strongly thank you that's a blessing for me that you really listen to and learn from and value my ideas and that's something that fives need Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a five listening to this or you're uh, married to or in relationship with a five you know take note that it's a beautiful thing when you listen to and learn from a five Mm -hmm. when you uh, appreciate their questions fives are great drawing people out they ask amazing questions yes very insightful and it's a tremendous leadership trait. They do research. They gather data. Uh, Soul Shepherding, we have fives that gather data. So appreciate that. We need that. Really important. And they ask these great questions. It's a great trait for all of us, but particularly spiritual directors. As many of you know, listening, we train spiritual directors in Soul Shepherding. Right now, we have 150 students in our spiritual direction training program. Some of them are Enneagram fives. And a great skill they bring is the asking of questions. And Enneagram five in the Bible uh, is Thomas. And it's great to, to learn from Thomas. And he asks Jesus questions. Uh, he's a thinker. Uh, he's very much in his head. He, sometimes he's a loner. He, he misses out on some things because he's independent at times. And um, uh, he struggles with, with doubt and cynicism, which sometimes fives struggle with. But it's a great thing to see him get out of his head. Mm-hmm. And so the wake-up call for fives, this emotional alarm, is uh, getting stuck in your head. Well, so where do you go from there? Well, you try to engage your feelings, but a lot of times the more direct route is uh, behavior in your body, doing something, doing something embodied in a very purposeful way. That could be a, a conversation with somebody that's relational and you're seeking empathy, like we've been saying, but also it could be like doing yard work or exercising, taking a walk, um, doing calisthenics, but uh, d- doing something that gets you into your body, uh, working with your hands. Uh, gardening, uh, these kinds of things help you not get stuck in your head where you're just obsessing because that's what we want to mm-hmm. stay away from, mm-hmm. all of us, but fives especially because they're prone to this. We're, we're just cycling and ruminating thoughts, which that's what happens in anxiety yeah. is we, we just ruminate and we just worry over and over. All of us at times feel anxious or, or have worried thoughts and we can relate to this. And so how do you get out of that? See, what's happening is the mind is going into overdrive. Thank God he's given us a mind and that we can think, but we can overdo a good thing and get mm-hmm. lost there. And so we're needing help to engage the, the world of the living, the world of relationships, the world of feelings and spirituality. And so uh, fives do that by getting into their, their bodies. And so Thomas does that. So when Thomas uh, missed out on Jesus appearing to the faithful 10 apostles after his 
uh, crucifixion and resurrection, and, and the apostles thought they didn't know what had happened, and there were reports that Jesus had risen, but they hadn't seen him, and they were upset about it. Thomas was particularly upset, and he just went away somewhere into a corner and was just thinking about it and, and uh, disturbed and anxious and maybe despairing. But then uh, Jesus shows up to the faithful ten, and when Thomas hears about it, he's really upset, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to believe, and he, he, he just feels like he, he got left out there. So Jesus knows, because Jesus is now uh, omniscient and, and omnipotent and omnipresent, because he's in his, the Holy Spirit. And, but he's going back and forth between the realm of, of, of his resurrected body, uh, fully God, still fully man, but now living in the God realm. He's going back and forth from that to the human realm of like he was in his 33 years on earth. And so he comes back into another appearance, and Thomas is there, because Jesus has great empathy for him. And he, so he appears to Thomas, and he shows Thomas. You know, here's the point. He shows Thomas his hands, his feet, his body. And he says to Thomas, put your fingers in here, in, in the nail prints in my hand. And see, he's engaging Thomas physically. And so this is a picture of, of what the fives need. And when Thomas puts his fingers in the holes in Jesus' hands and feet, he falls to the ground uh, he, on his face, and he just worships Jesus, mm-hmm. the Son of God, my Lord and my God. Mm-hmm. And see, there is Bible study, is worship, mm-hmm. and there is Thomas getting out of his head, out of, of doubts and cynicism and spiraling and anxiety, mm-hmm. and getting into relational engagement with God uh, through Jesus, through the community of the faithful apostles, and, and coming alive. And that's what a story that is for all of us. And so really, uh, we say in, in the book that Thomas is not doubting Thomas, that famous expression. Uh, he's believing Thomas. Yeah. And he was faithful to Jesus. We know from church history and tradition and even archaeological evidence that Thomas went to India and he is the apostle of India and he, he died there as a martyr for Jesus. He was faithful to Jesus to the very end. And I went to the healthy eight leading there, leading yes. to bring the gospel to share all of the teaching and the knowledge and the ideas that Jesus had taught him. He humbled himself. He was a good learner. And then to bring that and lead and teach the church in India. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, Christy, would you pray for all, all of us thinkers and especially the fives and, and people in relationship with thinkers and fives? Yeah, well, Jesus, I do just thank you and praise you for the way that you have created and made us all fearfully and wonderfully to reflect your image. And I thank you that you develop and grow us beyond our personalities, beyond the, the areas of comfort or, or hiding or ways we try to secure ourselves. And I thank you, Lord, that one of the ways you're doing that for our beloved fives is helping them to engage with bodies you've given them and develop more gut intelligence and also helping them to grow in understanding empathy and sensitivity and awareness of emotions. And so Lord, thank you for giving them so much gifts and thinking and analyzing and ideas. And I pray Lord for our fives that you would enable them to encounter you with every aspect of their soul and to respond with worship to you. Lift them out of doubts and anxiety and fear and help them to be confident before you and then generous 
and sharing all the wisdom you've given out with others for the love of your church and your glory. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 